We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call our Tuesday episode The Game Plan. My name is Chris Plank. Coming up... You'll hear from Alex Grinch more in-depth, Jessica Cootie with a great interview, along with Roy Manning, new cornerbacks coach, and Brian Odom, new outside, pardon me, inside linebackers coach. Plus, you will also hear from Ryan Fowler. Ryan covers the Alabama Crimson Tide. In fact, he was on with us right before the Orange Bowl. And we'll get Ryan's perspective on the newest addition to the Oklahoma Sooner roster. We'll get to know Jalen Hurts just a bit. Uh, But as always, thank you for downloading and subscribing and listening to the Sooner Sports Podcast. Uh, If you want to find any of our old episodes, you can find them in our archives at Soonersports.tv, which include the press conferences from yesterday. If you missed it, Lincoln Riley held a press conference, which was followed by Coach Riley introducing Alex, Alex Grinch to the media. Both of those are available in our archives right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. So let's get after it. Ryan Fowler coming up a little bit later on. We'll have Roy Manning. We'll have Brian Odom. But let's start with the new boss of the Sooner defense. As soon as their press conference is wrapped up on Sunday, Jessica Cootie caught up with new Sooner DC, Alex Grinch. What was it that sold you on this opportunity here in Norman? Well, a combination thereof. So you're, you're talking about, again, an elite program, uh, not not just in recent years, but, but uh, on a historical level. But probably most importantly, in, in, in recent years as well. So you're, you're, you have an opportunity to be a part of that. You know, I think number two, uh, you know, having a chance to, to work for and work with Coach Riley, and the elite job that, that he has done on, on the offensive side of the ball, and and then an opportunity to make an impact. You know, you you uh, get get a chance to uh, walk into a situation where, where uh, you know the, the success is 
Uh, again, uh, uh, not matched by many programs out there. And you can come in and, uh, and one, be a part of it, and two, uh, hopefully add to it. Coach Riley talked about being immediately sold on you. But on the flip side of that, what sold you on Coach Riley? Well, I, I think, you know, just been a, a, a fan from afar. I mean, the, the, I think the, uh, the record speaks for itself, you know, just from a team standpoint. And then certainly offensively, I think, you know, if, if you pull defensive coordinators, we all kind of have, I say fans, it's probably the guys you, you, you hate the most or the, the ones that, that scare you the most. If, good Lord, I don't want to have to go against them. And I, and I think if you pulled some offensive coaches, they would, they would kind of have the, the same idea from a defensive standpoint. So uh, in any event, uh, no, you, you, you have seen a, a product on the field that um, is, is uh, you know, it, it's, it, it can be very obviously very explosive uh, and, and uh, kind, of, kind of scary from a defensive uh, standpoint. So, no, you take notice. You've talked a lot about the mentality and the effort and how important that is to you and, and what you want to do defensively. When did that become a, so important to you and, and what you want to implement? Well, I, I just think my, my upbringing in this game, and, and I, I, I hit the football lottery uh, in terms of my, my experience in, in, in football, going all the way back to, to high school and then through college and the guys I've worked for. Uh, in uh, uh, professionally uh, over my career and um, at, at a number of different levels from play, being the Division three football player in college to uh, FCS level as an early coach and then uh, a number of conferences. You know, I've been in the Pac-12, been in the SEC, been in the Big Ten, uh, Big 12 as a graduate assistant years ago and then back in the Big 12. And the, the one commonality between all those, all those levels and all those conferences is uh, a certain style of play and then uh, it, it's it's an effort-based uh, deal. Those guys that, that fly around and play the right way are the ones that have the most success. And how do you go about, you talked about not having a lot of time to, to fill each other out. How do you go about implementing that so quickly when you want to get things done in spring football? Well, that's it. it, it it's That's the magic, and that's the difficult part. You you want to, you know, the, the first meeting I have with them, there's a, a 150 things that you, you, you want to tell them, and obviously you, you, you can't do that. So you try to stack the things that you tell them, kind of use the, the, the phrase the non-negotiables, kind of those, those things that are the calling cards of, of what you want to be defensively. And then, you know, we'll, we'll get very quickly into scheme and, and, and some of those things, which, which certainly uh, uh, have a part in this thing too. But, um, no, you, you, uh, you, you can't waste a day. I mean, that, that's, that's really the mentality. you got to make sure, okay, we're one. You know, they came back uh, this past Monday. Are we a better football team uh, tomorrow? You know, and how's that happen this time of year? It happens in the weight room and a lot of those things, but but the, it doesn't make it any less important just because we don't have helmet and shoulder pads on, and we got to make sure that uh, we're doing that stacking weeks on top of weeks as we uh, get ready for spring football. And when Coach Riley came in, you know, he was able to bring in guys that knew his system that he had been in the trenches with. How important was that that he allowed you to do the same when when you got here? Well, and, and you know, the the nice thing is, uh, like you said, you have an opportunity to guys you work with, you know, guys that. You know, uh, because it's not a, a one-man show. It's not you know the the, the things you know uh, that, that that I drew up or the ideas that that just I came up with. There's a group of guys in that room, and it, it happened to include Brian Odom and and Roy Manning, who uh, was a bigger part of the you know the turnaround that that we had at Washington State. It certainly as as I did. So uh, to have those guys uh, you know be a part of this is is thrilling. I think they they see the same same thing I see in terms of what. Uh, the University of Oklahoma is and can be uh, in the future. And so uh, to bring those guys on board is, uh, uh, again, thrilling. And Big 12 obviously known for the explosive offenses. As a competitor, how much do you look forward to that kind of challenge of being able to be competitive on the defensive side of the ball? 
Right. I, I think you want to look forward to it and also not be naive. I mean, you, you certainly uh, would, would be uh, uh, excited if uh, the offense took a step back, which, which they're not going to do. I mean, that's, but in college football in 2019, you know, the, the, the scoreboards are going a certain way, the yards are going a certain way, and because they're, they're, there's great coaches on that side of the ball and, and certainly evidence uh, uh, evident in this conference as, again, you watch it uh, really mainly from afar. Uh, you know, over the last few years. And so it's a challenge. It'll be a challenge every single week. You don't get a week off. Uh, and, and the, you know, uh, probably the biggest thing is why these offenses are su successful is they don't give you a playoff. And so you, you have to be on your game uh, each and every week and, and, you know, every play within that. So um, it'll be a challenge and, and something that uh, we, we got to work to uh, uh, obviously meet. Last question for you. Um, you know, obviously recruiting still big big uh, part of this time right now but for you what's what's next as far as from now until spring ball and then from spring ball to summer and what we'll do is we'll we'll, we'll steal you know we're, we're allotted uh, you know only a certain number of hours a week for, you know with the players between weight room running and all those things and so uh, you, you got uh, uh, some minutes left to, to kind of do meetings and those things and so we'll take advantage of those now we'll be on the road recruiting over the course of uh, the weekdays, really through the remainder of the month, leading up to that 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 February signing day, and then you know once we're off the road, then we can do a little bit uh, more, I guess, uh, during the course of the week. But we'll still meeting times and still walkthroughs and those things that uh, obviously fall within the allotted hours and take advantage of that. But you know the other message is make you know what what's next is making sure that these guys have a great workout on Tuesday and have a great workout on Wednesday and make sure that we're taking advantage of all those days. A couple of other new faces coaching on the defensive side of the football. This is the first time that we'll hear from Brian Odom, a former Sooner who's back home. All right, well, returning back home, a familiar territory for you. Um, what was it like walking into this building? I know it's changed a little bit, but but kind of coming back to a place that you were familiar with at one point. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting coming back uh, into this building and and getting to see how much it's expanded and, and all the all the nice stuff that's around and it's – you walk in, you immediately get you get an idea of you know this is this is as big as it gets, and and you know always knowing that in the past, but it, it's it's uh, it's a visual, it's a visual thing now, not only a feeling. Growing up in this state, seeing Oklahoma football, then you being a part of it, how special is it to now be wearing it again um, on your chest? I don't take that lightly by by any means. I think that you know growing up and and you know in this state you're you're one or the other usually and and we were we were in Oklahoma an OU family and and um, like you said having an opportunity to come here and play was was a was a great honor and and you know um, there's no doubt being able to come back um, as a uh, as an employee is 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 a is a much to me at this moment because it's this moment it's a it's a bigger deal for me it's a, it's a big deal to to be able to raise my sons in, in the state of Oklahoma and, and have them experience this environment. But at the end of the day, I, I get to actually go help this program win and, and, and try to better the program each and every day that, that I come to work. And, and that, that's why I'm here. It's not, it's not about um, feeling good about stuff and, and, and all that, but it's, it's about coming in here and doing, doing my job and, and improving this program. How much do you think that can help you in, in the recruiting aspect, knowing that you do know so much about it, you've been Im embedded in this thing for so long? Well, yeah, I, and, and that's the thing with this state. I, I, I dare a person to, to know more about this state than I do, you know, just growing up here and, and, and all the experiences that I've had. Um, but absolutely, it's going to be a big deal for recruiting just because um, I'm walking proof that, you know, that, that, that you can do some good things from this place. And, and uh, But there's a sense of pride as well that, that – that resonates when you are a part of this thing and, and, 
and people can see it if you're if you're truly a part of it. So that that's something that will I think resonate well with the with the recruits. Coach Riley talked about kind of your journey, your strength and conditioning, and then got back into coaching. What was it that you wanted to be on the field and, and be coaching? Well, you know, the the at the end of the day, uh, I, I always wanted to coach. You know, once once you got once you get done playing, you kind of have this. What do you do? Well, that, that's the only thing I didn't know was was the game, and um, the avenue presented itself to 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 be in the weight room. And you know, a lot of people can look at that however way they want to look at it. I I. I I look at it as a, as a total, total advantage to me because I, I got to coach for, for years and I did it 365 days out of the year. Uh, and, and coaching is no different than teaching. It's no different than, um, it, it, it's, it, it's not about the content of what you teach. It's how you teach and how you coach and how you deal with people and how you motivate guys. And um, those are the things, you know, you bring the mentality that you bring each and every day. And, and um, with that being said, like, I've had great experience coaching. That was to my advantage. You know, I got to coach. Um, the content of what we coach changes from year to year, but uh, the, the biggest thing was is is uh, the, the ability to have to go coach, and that that was a big deal for me. And what was it about Alex Grinch that you know you knew that you, you believed in, in what he did and, and that you could contribute to what he's trying to do here at Oklahoma? Yeah, and the the funny thing about it, Alex and I were um, we've known each other for a long time. Um, we, we were fortunate enough to be a part of a building a defense in, in, in uh, the, one of the previous stops that we've had. And, and with that familiarity between myself and him and Roy and, and, and the other part of the defense staff is going to be great. Um, but we, we've done it before. We know it works. Uh, we, we feel very confident in, in, in the things that, that we're going to bring to the table. Um, like probably has been said before, this is not a scheme-based defense. It's an effort-based defense, and it's how you, it's just like how you coach. How do you play? How do you how do you execute it? You know, it, we're, we're going to define things for them and and let those guys play because they're great football players. We want them to go play and be great football players, and and we want play. You know, we want play number eight to look the same as play ninety-seven, and 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 it should be eye-popping how hard these guys are playing and, and relentless and physical and, and the mentality that they bring. That that's. That's going to be, you know, that's going to be our, our charge as we move forward. Is is we've got to get uh, all eleven guys on the same page of playing with that relentless style. Um, and again, it doesn't matter what defense we call. You know, we can. It doesn't matter the, the the call. It matters in how you execute it and how you play it. And rounding out our coaches' interviews for today's show, Jess caught up with Roy Manning, who coached with Alex Grinch and spent some time with him at Washington State, and is now headed to Norman. Well, here with new quarterbacks coach Roy Manning. Well, how does it feel? You you just got here and you're kind of getting all adjusted to everything, being in this building. It's awesome just getting around, uh, just seeing all the history and the the winning tradition. You just feel it the minute you walk through the door. It's got to be uh, one of the most special buildings I've been in. Uh, Alex Grinch and, and a lot of people that kind of know you talk about how high energy you are, how passionate you are about about this game. What is it about football that you just love so much being a part of it? You know, it's just been so good to me. I've been playing football my whole life and, and, and been a part of it. And uh, it's, it's meant a lot to me and my family. And again, the reality is I think it's one of those uh, sports that you kind of got to be wired a little different to really enjoy. And so uh, I think I'm just wired that way. 
And you obviously have worked with Alex Grinch and, and been in the trenches with him. What is it about him that he gets people to buy into what he's doing? Yeah, he, he's uh, as motivating a person it is to be around, um, believes everything uh, that he speaks. You know, some people kind of just talk, but he walks the walk. And I, I think the bar and the standard that he'll hold the defense to is something you just have to respect. He said if he was drawn a draft, you'd be right up there at the top of his draft to, to, on his staff. What does that mean to you that he's kind of trusting in you and relying on you to help him come implement his system here at Oklahoma? It means a ton because, again, he's got to be one of the hottest defensive coordinators in the country. I think you saw that when he was able to do it at Washington State and now here. It's just it's really exciting. And, um, you know, just like any profession, um, anytime you build a brotherhood with someone, um, it's just special to have opportunity to continue that. And, you know, he talked about a lot about the, the turnaround that you guys had at Washington State. What is the most important part of that starting out right now, moving forward to, to have a turnaround like that? I think just having something the kids can hold on to. I mean, we were really big on turnovers there. Um, that stat was uh, just so purposeful in, in terms of winning football games. And so I think you start small and, and build that way, but also understand that uh, this isn't like a five-year deal. You know, you got to win right now and be successful and kind of create a sense of urgency is the best way to say it. And Coach Riley said you're one of the most dynamic recruiters in, in the country. What is it about you that, that makes you such a good recruiter in that aspect, which is so important to the sport? I think you just have have to be yourself, you know what I mean? And I think uh, get those kids and families to understand that you're invested into their future, uh, not just as athletes, but as student athletes and uh, life after that, you know, and so much of that is really the men that I've had in my life have helped me. And so just along the way, just trying to do the same thing for these young men. And what's kind of next for you guys as a staff, just moving forward from now until spring football and spring football and out to, to make sure that you guys are ready to roll come August? Yeah, uh, just going over that defense uh, with the new guys and uh, me being a new guy, but being already in this defense, I have some familiarity. And so just kind of refreshing that way. Obviously, we want to get in and meet our players and get around them and get to know them and, and start that process. But a lot of things to do on the checklist right now. Again, you want to read more about these coaches, their bios, check them all out right now at Soonersports.com. Well, if you heard Lincoln Riley's press conference from Sunday, one of the major topics of conversation was the newest addition to the Oklahoma Sooner roster, one Jalen Hurts. I had a chance when this news became official late last week to catch up with Ryan Fowler. Ryan covers the Alabama Crimson Tide for 102.9 The Game in Tuscaloosa, and I started by asking him just kind of his overall thoughts on the Jalen Hurts move from Alabama to Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, listen, between the loss to Clemson and Jalen Hurts was a major topic of conversation here in Tuscaloosa. And I think a lot of people were following him, and I think they were hoping uh, that there was a small sliver of a chance. But, you know, once you put your name in the transfer portal, uh, that, that there was some that were hoping that, you know, he might have a chance to, to come back, you know, looking at Maryland, looking at Miami. I kept saying if he truly had a committable offer from Oklahoma – uh, he'd be an absolutely fool not to take it uh, because Oklahoma, I mean, look, look at the talent that's around him. Uh, it's, it's comparable to what's in Tuscaloosa when we talk about, you know, offensive weapons that he'll have. He wouldn't have had that in Miami, and he wouldn't have had that at Maryland. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts made the great decision, of, you know, and, and having a chance to compete for a championship. I mean, this guy's been a, a national champion, you know, so many years in a row uh, when we talk about playing in the game. I mean, you think he'd be happy winning six or seven games? So he made the right decision of going to Norman and, you know, taking a lot of that tradition 
and uh, having a chance to, to kind of continue his legacy. It is interesting, not just from the game, Ryan, but for you being gracious and having me on, on the show. I picked up a few Alabama followers over the last couple of weeks, and one of the first tweets I got was from a guy that said, hey, when I'm not watching Alabama, I'll be cheering for this guy. It's pretty incredible the impact uh, even in a backup role and the graciousness and the leadership he showed when he was pulled during last year's championship game, I think it's fair to say that Jalen Hurts left quite an impact in Tuscaloosa, isn't it? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. And, you know, it was maybe a little bit unfortunate for him because – and I think Nick Saban described this multiple times. I mean, you've got a quarterback here in Tuscaloosa uh, that that really has a chance to – uh, to be an overall first-round pick. And so when you look at comparing that, I mean, it's, listen, you and I love what we do, but if they set the best radio host in our studio and said, you guys better amp it up, or this guy's going to be replacing you, you know, you kind of handle that with, with different – and I think Jalen Hurts handled it uh, with class for 99.9% of the part. He had a little explosion uh, at media day in August where he probably said some things that he might have regret. Uh, but he wanted to get it off his chest, and he did that. And I think that was sort of, hey, let's do it. Let's get it over with. Let me move on. Uh, but listen, man, if I was in a foxhole and I needed somebody to go to battle with, I'd probably want Jalen Hurts in my foxhole because I think he's that type of warrior. And, and I think what Oklahoma fans are getting is somebody that is is going to – he's not going to quit. And think about sacrificing in, in this current time that we live in with all these transfers hopping and going and leaving and, hey, they're out of here, Jalen Hurts not only sacrificed for limited play, he was a backup here in Tuscaloosa behind Tua, but he sacrificed a year of eligibility for, for just the sake of the team. That needs to be recognized. Wow. He may not be in the skill set of Tua Tungvaluwa, but that needs to, within itself, create a unique bond uh, between Alabama fans and Jalen Hurts. Good stuff, man. Ryan Fowler is our guest. Follow him at Ryan C. Fowler on Twitter. So the off-the-field stuff, incredible. It'll be interesting to see kind of how he fits in, in a leadership role. You know, the captaincy. I think the Sooners lose two, maybe three captains from last year. So it'll be interesting to see where he falls in that mix. But take me on the field. I know that the the throwing ability has been questioned somewhat with Jalen Hurts. We know about his versatility and his mobility. But on the field, Ryan, what kind of quarterback is Oklahoma getting? Well, you're going to get a guy, and listen, I think because of the athletic ability, uh, he's a guy that can make people look silly out there. And he's tough as nails, man. I mean, I've watched him take hits that I didn't think he could get up. And he's always responded, you know, in, in whether it's on the field or off the field, you know, in total class. And when, when you look at, his skill set, it has developed. Let's go back. How many times do you see freshman quarterback? And if this would be a conversation for Spencer Radler, listen up, Spencer. Just listen <laughs> to me here for a second. Okay, freshman quarterbacks, if you could sit there and learn the speed of the game. See, the problem was is Alabama had to throw Jalen Hurts in the fire immediately in Dallas against USC because Blake Barnett had the deer in the headlight look like, oh, Lord. And so Jalen came out and, and was able to get Alabama to a victory. And so w when you look at that, I think that hurts some of his development, some of his development. Now, he's never going to be Drew Brees or, or Peyton Manning throwing the football. He's got a cannon for an arm, but it may not be like 
Kyler Murray was a very accurate quarterback. He could he could put it in a small window. That part of the game is still progressing for Jalen. I saw a lot of it this season, a lot of it this season. With Danny Nose working with him, I saw more improvement in the limited time that I watched him play than I ever did in the previous years. The, the other years, uh, but some of that was because he was thrown into, I mean, we're talking about a young man who had just turned, I think he, he might have been still 18 or right there at 18, and he was thrown in the fire being the quarterback at the University of Alabama and didn't allow to sit on the sidelines and kind of watch this development side of things. So I think that in one thing kind of hurt his overall development, but I watched him this year begin to take some of those steps that you would expect of staying in the pocket, not being a first-run quarterback, of actually sitting there and going through his progression. If he continues that, he may be a guy that's in New York City uh, coming up in December. Wow. Hey, Ryan, what was the – transfer process like for him in other words it seemed as if what last Saturday was a day when he talked to a little bit of everyone from Mike Loxley at Maryland to Dan Enos over at uh, Miami then uh, they ended up getting Tate Martell in Oklahoma as well too do you and did you dig too much to kind of see how serious the thought was about Maryland or do you think Oklahoma kind of had the lead in this the whole way well, I would hope that Oklahoma – I mean, Jalen Hurts is a smart football mind. I mean, think about it. I mean, I'm offering you a, uh, I don't know, a 99-cent burger from one of these fast food joints, or I'm offering a ribeye. <laughs> I mean, I mean, think about what Oklahoma's offering. I mean, Oklahoma's saying, hey, listen, we're going to go for a semifinal game, and, and, and Maryland's going, well, you know, we might be able to get to a bowl game. Uh, no, I mean, so I think – this is my honest opinion. I think the visit to Maryland – was probably a courtesy to his offensive coordinator, Michael Oxley. That's just my guess. I think that it was probably a courtesy to Michael Oxley. Now, if you really want to get in the story, Josh Gaddis probably screwed Michael Oxley out of even having any of a sliver of a chance because, see, when Jalen went to Maryland, Josh Gaddis was promised to go there uh, as Maryland at the OC. He ended up jumping to Michigan. So Michael Oxley was taking Jalen around Maryland. He didn't even have an OC. So it's kind of hard to sell – you know, hey, here's here, buy this car. What kind of car? Well, I don't know what kind of car. I tell you, I'm going to get you a really good car. And so Mike Loxley couldn't really complete, lay everything out there. So it was kind of unfair. But I think Jalen showed, you know, his coordinator a lot of respect and gave him a stamp of validity uh, by going to, to College Park, Maryland, and, and, you know, having a chance to tour the campus. Man, hearing Ryan talk about Jalen Hurts, seeing all the reaction from Alabama fans, media, and the Alabama football Twitter feed just in itself has been – Pretty exciting. And now the future is bright for the Sooners at that quarterback position. In addition to Jalen Hurts coming in, you have Tanner Mordecai heading into his redshirt freshman season. And as soon as we hit the fall, Spencer Rattler will be on campus. What a fun future at quarterback for Lincoln Riley and the Sooners. Well, hope everyone has a great week. We'll have a big basketball game to recap and preview on Friday's edition of the Tailgate. Toby Rowland will join us. And guess what? I'm hitting up Sooners softball practice on Wednesday, so we'll talk some diamond sports on Friday as well, too. Until then, have a great week, and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. 